What if I told you that there was a magic wand that you and I could wave together that could rapidly transform your life in 2021? What if there was a magic elixir that would improve your own self-esteem, that would increase your self-worth, improve your relationships with other people, and increase your productivity up to 300%? It's such a simple concept, and yet it is the number one place most of us drop the ball when it comes to building our amplified life and our next level of success and fulfillment. But this week, we're going to give you all the tools to get back in integrity with yourself and with other people. This topic is going to be a game changer. Welcome to episode 126 of Life Amplified. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which helped transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. There was a really, really close friendship of mine a couple of years ago that I had to back away from the table from. And it was just one of those friends, and we all know somebody like this in our life, who just could never follow through. They could never keep their word. And it became very frustrating, and it became a block for me wanting to be present and engage in that relationship, you know? It was a friend who uh, was coming up to visit me in New York. Well, she was coming up to visit multiple friends but we had made all these plans for the day. And sure enough, like 10 minutes before she's supposed to show up, she's like, oh, you know what? I'm just running behind. You know, there's something going on in Brooklyn. I'm not going to be able to get to the train. I'll be 45 minutes late. Then 45 minutes late turns into an hour and a half with no word. And then it's two and a half hours late and the friend finally shows up. And, you know, it became a recurring pattern in the friendship. There was another time I was flying to Florida for a conference and I was going to go hang out with her. I had actually bought tickets for us to spend the day at Universal Studios. I was like, oh, this would be great. I'm going to see my friend. And then sure enough, you know, after I bought the tickets, She's like, oh, you know what? Uh, Something came up. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Now, I had actually worked my schedule to leave and get into town two days early to visit with my friend, and, and then they couldn't make it. And she had still promised me in that moment, but I'm I'm going to rework my schedule. I think I'm going to get out of this. And then sure enough, two more days go by, no contact from the friend. <laughs> So I said, screw it. You know, I ended up going to Universal Studios by myself that day. And it was like five o'clock that evening. She picks up the phone acting like nothing happened. Hey, how you doing? Are you having a good trip? And, you know, when you get these friendships with people who just don't stick to their word and they can be flighty and they're not in integrity and they can't keep a promise It becomes really frustrating, right? And I was hurt and I was offended and just sort of tired of that pattern of behavior. And I found myself backing away from the friendship. And the one thing I wish I would have done would be more proactive about confronting that conflict, which I didn't do. But a few months had gone by and this same friend had texted and said, you know what? This sucks that we're not friends anymore. I really miss you. Can we talk about what happened? I was like, you know what? We need to have a talk. We need to repair this. So, of course, let's make an appointment. We'll FaceTime. And I FaceTimed three times. Person never answered. 
three days went by. They never followed up to even tell me that, like, I, so finally I had texted. I was like, are you alive? What happened? Oh, you know what? I was just having some family stuff. I couldn't do it. So, like, the same friend where the lack of follow through, the lack of keeping a word got in the way of the friendship, couldn't even follow up on and keep the commitment for the discussion to talk about the lack of follow-through because they couldn't follow through. And and look, I know I'm sharing a story here. We've all experienced somebody like that in our lives. And, and think about that. What are the things that you tell yourself about people who have a lack of integrity, who can't keep their word to themselves? You probably have a lot of stories about that person and you probably have a lot of resentment because when people aren't keeping their word with us, you know, there's a chain reaction that happens. For me, there was like an unnecessary spending of money to get an extra night's hotel, to change my travel plans, to go visit, to buy these universal tickets and have somebody not show up. And, you know, so you're like, oh, my God, this person's flighty, they're flaky, they're inconsiderate. They don't really value me or my time. This is enormously frustrating to be around people like that. But here's the question. <laughs> At some point, we got to look in the mirror. What is your level of integrity? How much do you keep your word? Because it's easy for us to be like, oh, these other people, they suck. They don't follow through. Oh, but that doesn't apply to me. Because when we break our word, when we show up late for an appointment, when we don't meet a deadline, when we don't make it, make the commitments uh, or show up for the commitments that we make, we don't really see the breach in integrity. We just sort of see the excuses that we have. And that's one of the things I've really learned with a coach I'm working with right now is how much we are in a sense of self-deception about our own integrity, you know, <laughs> and not just the integrity with other people, but also self-integrity, which we're going to talk about this week. You know, most of us treat integrity as if it's a virtue, that it's a nice to have. You know, we would like to keep our word if we can, but we don't really place a high value on it. Now, I know you're listening today and you're already justifying the times when you haven't shown up. I, I've done this too. I get it. You're like, well, Dan, there was an emergency. There, Yeah, Dan, life gets in the way. Dan, we are in a global pandemic. My kids were sick. The world is going crazy. Of, of course, I can't always make that commitment. Of course, I understand that. But how proactive are you in communicating that to somebody? When you are running late, do you take the time to text and say, hey, you know, stuck in traffic, going to be there, new ETA is 35 minutes from now. When you know days in advance that there is a conflict with your life and you know that you already made a commitment or promised to show up for a friend or for something for work, do you address that head on or do you tap dance around it? Do you want to avoid the conflict because you're afraid you're going to upset somebody or you're hoping just that they forget that you made the plans in the first place? <laughs> I know we've all had the experience, right? Of like we made plans with somebody and then they text us like the morning of. They're like, hey, I can't make it work. This thing came up and we're like, oh, thank God I didn't want to be there in the first place. You know, you're hoping that the other person cancels first 
so you don't have to be the one to disappoint them, but that is still a lack of integrity. When you know that you're going to run late, when you know that you can't follow through and keep your word, if you communicate that proactively, you're still in integrity. That's fine. You can renegotiate a commitment, but so many of us just stick our head in the sand and we don't even bother. And, and those little breaches in trust, they really damage relationships. This shows up in marriages and romantic relationships all the time. If I had a dollar for every time somebody came to me and they're like, well, yeah, I told my wife I'd take out the trash, but I didn't tell her when. I don't know why she's so upset. We kick the can down the road. We don't really specifically set expectations. And even sometimes we just justify why we couldn't get there. And then we wonder why our relationships are in shambles. And it's one thing to break our promises to other people. You know, that is certainly not an admirable trait. It's something that we want to look in the mirror and we want to address to sort of, you know, clean up any problems and be a person of integrity. But here's the other question I want you to consider today. How often do you keep your promises to yourself? Do you do the things that you promise yourself you're going to do? Do you finish projects that you start? Do you keep your commitments to eat a healthy diet? Do you keep your commitments to work out? Or are you endlessly telling yourself, you know what, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start next week. This is a perfect time where we all fall out of integrity and we're like, you know what? Holidays are coming up. I want to eat some extra pumpkin pie. I really like Christmas cookies. I'll start after the first of the year. (laughs) We've been promising ourselves that for four or five years, by the way. If you don't finish the projects that you start, do you make excuses? Do you wake up each day at the time that you say that you will? Do you keep track of your progress on your goals? Where are the opportunities for growth? Because for all those stories that you have about the people who've broken commitments and they don't show up for you and you name call them and you MF them and the whole nine yards, how do you feel about yourself when you don't show up for the commitments that you're making when you are not in self-integrity. This is the beginning of low self-esteem. This is where we create these misaligned identities and start to perceive ourselves as a person who is lazy, a person who doesn't follow through. You know, we fall into stories of, well, I'm just so overwhelmed. I don't have time. And if you go back to the episode that we did earlier this year with Carissa Jones about the power of the spoken word, word every time you're making a declaration, every time you are using your words to speak out loud, you are creating your reality. This is what we know from quantum physics. You know, in the book, The Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz says that every one of us is a magician, right? And that our words are magic and that we can use our words to either be a white magician who is creating good in the world or to use black magic, which, you know, is a, it would be somebody who creates chaos and spreads negativity. So typically we make a choice for the thing that we desire. And then we make another choice as to whether we're going to follow through with that. And every time that we don't follow through, We're making a self-assessment, a self-judgment, 
about ourselves. And every time we speak that self-assessment, we are literally creating our reality in the external world. So the big question in my coaching practice when I'm working with clients is we start to get clear about what relationships in my life am I personally out of integrity that I don't follow through on the commitments I say that I'm going to do and where are the places within myself where I'm out of integrity. And you can do this exercise on your own. It's just two sheets of paper and you can make a list. And here's the interesting thing. It's much easier for us to be in integrity with our commitments to other people than it is for our commitments to ourselves, Most people who come to me are pretty good about showing up, about keeping their word, about overgiving in the office to meet the deadlines and working late. I mean, we've seen that just in research that the average employee has worked an additional 59 hours, almost seven full work days more during this remote work period, just to to help move the company forward, to help out their boss. We're good about showing up for our children and helping them remote learn, you know, during the, the homeschooling era. We're good about showing up for our family and friends. And by the way, it's great that you're in integrity with those commitments until it isn't. Because the pattern I want to talk about today is, are you overcommitting to everybody else in your life at the expense of draining your own energy, your own life force, and leaving yourself no time, no energy to work on the things that are important for you? And this is a place I've really stepped back and looked at where I'm at in my life right now after, God, it feels like 17 years of a shutdown because it's been about eight months. But I'm in integrity with my clients. You know, when I show up on a coaching call, I am fully present. I am fully prepared to deliver that transformation. You know, I'm doing everything I can here in the back half of the year. I promised you we're going to be releasing two episodes a week. I'm doing my best to to be providing that value and to be in integrity with delivering uh, for people who are on my email list. You know, if you're a subscriber and if you'd like to get some more free content from me, you can go to Creative Soul coaching.net and get signed up there. But I'll tell you, for all that energy output, one of the places that I've struggled this year is in the promises I've kept to myself. You know, I had a lot of exercise goals. And at the beginning of the year, the first three months of the year, I was crushing it. I was losing body fat. I was in the gym five days a week. I was doing a lot of high intensity workouts with a trainer. And then the gym shut down here in California. And what I noticed is at that point, I started falling out of integrity. I started coming up with excuses. Well, you know, the gyms aren't open. It's so hard to do the same body weight video workout in the apartment. Or every time I'm trying to do a push-up, the dog is licking me in the face. Then I start rationalizing. And then I start rationalizing, you know, especially a couple months into the shutdown, why it's okay to stress eat and eat the sugar. So there are places there in my life where I've absolutely been out of integrity with myself. And I'll tell you how I'm overcoming that coming up here a little bit later in the episode. Now, if you are a person who has fallen off track because you are showing up for every other commitment in your life externally except the ones that you value internally, I do come with a message of hope and good news today. That is not a personality defect. As much as you've created these stories that say, well, you know, I'm a slacker, I'm lazy, I never follow through, 
that's not the case, right? There's no science research that says the personality is even a thing genetically. None of these traits are things that you were born with. Therefore, it's not an identity. However, what they are are trauma responses that are conditioned early in childhood. Anytime I run into patterns of people putting themselves last and putting their goals on the back burner, there's usually a pattern early in childhood where that person also had to be over-responsible for the people around them. You know, I work with so many clients who at an early age had to be the caretaker for their younger siblings because mom and dad were out of the house and working all the time, or in some cases, just not present at all. I've worked with clients who had to be the responsible ones who were the parent to their parent at an early age. You know, if there was addiction or there was alcoholism or there was mental health issues and your parents sort of made you their source of security and you had to look out for them. Now, that is actually a wonderful self-protection mechanism as a child. You know, when you're taking on that responsibility or you're running the household or or you're having to be over-responsible, it gives a sense of control if the parents aren't able to, to provide a stable, secure environment. And it also, in many cases, got you a need for love and acceptance. You know, so many people were the responsible one and they were praised for it. That, that's how they got love growing up. All those are important needs to get met as a kid. So it's wonderfully creative and adaptive that you were able to adjust that way. However, that pattern is not serving your highest good moving forward. And it's keeping you in this state of of constantly taking care and obsessing over everybody else without even taking the time to be intentional about what do I need to do for me? What's going to fill my cup? How can I best take care of my emotional and physical wellness, especially during a year when that should be a priority for every person? And ultimately, it's just a pattern that is blocking you from your goals. And every time you're not following through on your goals, it's like another withdrawal from the self-esteem bank. Now, what I would tell you is awareness of the pattern. If any of this resonates for you and you're like, oh my God, I totally see where I learned early on to take care of other people before myself. Awareness of the pattern is not enough to change it. (laughs) You change the pattern by changing the pattern, and that can create a lot of anxiety and stress for people. You know, those trauma responses are stored in our nervous system. So anytime we go to break that pattern that violates the agreements that we made as children, it can cause a lot of stress for people. And that's why you want to have the right support in your corner, whether it be a trauma-informed coach such as myself, whether it be your therapist or practitioner, you need somebody that can help you create focused goals for yourself to lock in on what's important to you, create an action plan for that. And then also, you know, as you as you're in action and you continue to execute this and you take that time to be in self-integrity every day and you're taking those baby steps forward toward whether it be your health goals, your nutrition goals, your career goals, or some of your creative pursuits to write the book, to start the business, you're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. And you're actually going to better be able to take care of the people in your life. If you're a person who's uh, made too many withdrawals from the bank and you're in that state of emotional debt, a great thing that you can ask yourself is if you're being honest over the course of this pandemic, you know, as you're giving your energy to take care of others, how many times 
Have you felt anxiety? How many times have you felt a sense of overwhelm? And if you're being honest, how many times have you been resentful for what you're giving to other people? And that's a common response. A lot of times we are giving to other people what we don't even have for ourselves. So again, get back into integrity. Make yourself a priority. Fill your cup. Take care of your mind, your body, your spirit. And from there, you'll notice it's actually easier. You'll gladly show up for the demands of the outside world. So if you go check out my Instagram feed, I actually uh, made a picture of the little checklist that I hang on my wall right now. I've got my lockdown wellness checklist that helps me get back into integrity. And there's some basic things that I just do that I start my day very intentionally and mindfully that help me get my day on the right foot. Uh, some of these might seem super basic, but I really think it's in the flawless execution of just the fundamentals and creating a routine. That's how we grow our lives. So for me, my lockdown wellness checklist include a shower first thing in the morning. Uh, it includes hydrating. I start out just drinking a huge glass of water. This is before I get into having any caffeine. Most of us live our lives dehydrated. Your body is 75% water, and most of us just don't drink enough of it. Uh, if you are looking for the number to hit, it is half your body weight in ounces of water. So if you're a person who weighs 150 pounds, you would want to drink 75 ounces of water a day. I make a priority now just to get that in first thing in the morning to have a huge cup. Uh, you want to stretch, move your body, do something to get your heart rate up. Then what I do from there is I take one grounded action step toward the biggest goal that I'm working toward in my life. Uh, I also make it a point to take a walk and get fresh air to the extent that that is responsible where you live. You know, living here in La Jolla, California, I don't have neighbors on top of me. There's room for me to get out and do that without breathing all over people or having them breathe all over me during covid and then my mindfulness practice. These are the four things that I put on a checklist every day to be mindfully present to a sound in the environment, whether that's just listening to the ocean, you know, here outside of my door, it could be the birds flying by, really just tuning in and, and being in touch with that. Also a sensory feeling, just what am I feeling and noticing in my own body? Uh, also, being mindfully present about something that I, I can focus at and admire, something beautiful that I can see, engaging all my senses, and then also a spiritual practice. So whether that be prayer for you, it's meditation and visualization for me. Don't have to spend longer than three minutes, you know, three to five minutes doing it each day. You know, I know that this checklist sounds long, but so many of these things, you know, if you're taking a walk and you're just admiring a beautiful tree, you check two of the 10 things right off the list. Uh, the other thing I do, reach out to a friend outside of my home. I'm trying to do that once a day. Uh, indulge in something creative. I picked up the guitar over the course of this pandemic. Uh, also, finding a reason to laugh and finding five things that I'm grateful for. So a gratitude practice. And, you know, what's interesting is I know that that sounds like a lot, but I woke up this morning at 5.30 a.m. I meditated. I took the dog on a walk. I actually went and played a little basketball at the park. I wrote a blog post for my email subscribers 
ate a healthy breakfast, FaceTime with a friend, and I scheduled an interview for a guest who's coming up here on the podcast. Got all that done by 10 a.m., and I felt like I had already won the day. I mean, I'm not even into getting into my coaching calls for the day yet, taping this podcast, but it was such a powerful way to just create an intention. Now, my checklist doesn't have to be yours. You can adjust this to fit your lifestyle and how you want to live, but I encourage you to do that and put it up on the wall. And by the way, if you just want a copy of my checklist, you can email me through my website, dan at creativesoulcoaching.net. I'll send you along what I'm using and you can start practicing that and implementing it into your life. But for me, if I'm doing these 10 things a day, and like I said, some of these are so simple, you know, some of these can be knocked off in 20 to 30 seconds. For me, I'm in self-integrity. You know, that I move my body today. I exercised even when the gyms are shut down. I'm providing content both in the written form and also creating this podcast for you. So I am aligned with my business goals. We're working on a free five-day coaching program that I'm going to be announcing very, very soon. So, so many exciting things in the works. And like, I feel on top of the world right now, even when everything is shut down and the world, the external world is still in chaos, that sense of self-integrity, I couldn't feel this is one of the best days that I've had in 2020, if I'm being honest. So here are a few takeaways and some exercises I would love for you to do. Uh, We talked at the beginning of the podcast, making that list. Where are the places that you might be out of integrity with the relationships in your life? Where can you clean that up? And where are the places that you are out of integrity with yourself? Would also love for you to get clear on these places where you haven't been showing up fully, where you have been reacting to the circumstances of this year rather than creating. What are the three stories? that you've created because your stories shape your identity. Your identity will become your destiny. So what are the stories? Are that you're overwhelmed, you're resentful, that you can't keep up, that you don't follow through? Get clear on what you've said. And then what are three new stories that you could create? I am a person of integrity. I am a person who always keeps my word. And what results could those positive affirmations, those positive self-stories produce in your life. And also ask if you stay in this place of being the person who's overwhelmed, who has too much on your plate, what results will that produce in your life over time? But my hope for this week is that you make it your 100% commitment to get yourself back in self-integrity. And here's the bonus on it. It doesn't just improve your relationships. It doesn't just improve your self-esteem. There was a study by the uh, Social Science Research Center that talked about integrity when it comes to work and business, but I believe that this also applies individually, that when integrity is the main focus, productivity goes up by 300% on average. So what could be born in your life if you were 300% more productive? What goals would you reach? What would your finances be if you're 300% more productive? And here's a few hacks, by the way. I want to give you my, my best strategies to help this process go smoother and easier for you. If you truly want to get back into integrity, number one, start saying no. Stop over committing yourself and putting so much on your plate. 
right? You have to start saying no to other people until you can learn to say yes to yourself first. Remember, it is not out of integrity to say no. (laughs) What's out of integrity is saying yes, but then not following through because you have too much. So you're far more, it's far easier to live in integrity just saying no. And, And starting to ask yourself, when I'm committing to other people, is that yes to other people also a no to myself and my dreams? Tip number three, how about being honest with yourself about how much is too much? Stop trying to force yourself to be Superman or Superwoman and just get honest about what's really manageable in your life. Number four, be kind to yourself when you fall off track. There will be times when you're not perfectly in integrity, but you can clean it up. You can always make a new choice. And tip number six that will help you really with this process of integrity is spending some time. And I'm going to have a training coming up on this. It'll be absolutely free. That's going to help you get more clarity around this question. But what are your real values and what are the things that you're truly committed to bringing forward in your life in the coming year? Most of us are running around like a chicken with our head cut off because we don't even have clarity on what it is that we're working toward. So it puts us in the passenger seat. We feel a lack of control in our life. So we're just saying yes to everything, throwing things against a wall, hoping that something sticks. But if you know your values and your commitments, it becomes easy. The things that you have to say no to Uh, will actually just be obvious. So I hope that this message serves you. Uh, If it does, could you please do me a favor? Could you screenshot this podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter, and share it with a friend? You can tag me at CSC Dan Mason. And if you're brand new here to the podcast, if you could just click subscribe or give us a follow on whatever platform that you're listening to. Uh, For my friends on Apple, your five-star ratings and especially those reviews are so appreciated. If you could take 60 seconds out of your day and just write a few words about how this podcast has helped you or impacted you in your life to help you amplify your happiness and success, uh, if you're led to do that, it would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for taking a half hour to spend with me this week. If you'd like some additional coaching support, uh, I've launched some special Black Friday specials uh, that are happening right now over at my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. Those offers range from a one-off, one-hour intensive uh, for you and I to work through one particular block in your life to some special five-week coaching offers uh, that I'm doing right now through the end of the year, and also a brand new option that a lot of my clients have been asking for, and we're finally going to make this happen, voice messenger coaching. If you don't have time, those offers uh, right now at my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. I'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified.